Hello, this is episode 309 and in it, I want to discuss a risk that is super common for anyone who is building or renovating and it's the risk of repeatedly experiencing the inability to make a decision, otherwise what we call analysis paralysis. Now I call this a you risk as in Y-O-U and it can be crippling in any project, not only for you as the person who is experiencing the inability to make a decision, but also for those around you and anyone who is impacted by your analysis paralysis. This can be your partner, your team, but also any friends or family members that you regularly discuss your project with and spend time with you going over and over the things that you're weighing up. Now, as a reminder, you is one of my five factors that I believe threads through every decision and every step in your project journey. And the other four are cost, time, team and design. And we've been doing a podcast episode on a major risk associated with each of these areas. And this last one is you. Now, when you're spending this much money and you're making choices that are going to impact your health, your finances and your lifestyle long term, it can, of course, feel incredibly challenging to know whether you're making the right choice. And for some, that can mean that they stall, they go over and over and over their decisions and they struggle to make a commitment to any choice. Now, this can be hugely stressful to experience and I find many will get really annoyed and frustrated with themselves about this. They recognise their inability to make decisions they need to, but they just can't seem to take the necessary steps forward in their project. And meanwhile, they know that time is ticking and money is potentially slipping through their fingers. There's this logical recognition of what's going on, but that doesn't mean that the decisions will come any more easily. And more stress and more pressure from those around them can simply make matters worse. So cue couple arguments big time. Let's talk now about the you risk of analysis paralysis or the risk of repeatedly experiencing the inability to make a decision in your project. Now, remember, if you'd like to grab a full transcript of this episode, plus information on the resources that I share, you can do that by heading to undercoverarchitect.com forward slash 309. That's the numbers 309. Now, let's dive in. I begin by acknowledging the traditional owners of country throughout Australia, and I recognise the continuing connection to lands, waters, skies and communities. I pay my respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and to elders both past and present. If we haven't met before, I'm Amelia Lee, the architect behind Undercover Architect. Based in northern New South Wales, Australia, I'm a wife, mum and architect, and I've been working in the architectural industry since 1993. I founded Undercover Architect in mid-2014 and since then it has operated online to help and teach homeowners like you how to get it right when designing, building or renovating your home. Undercover Architect supports hundreds of thousands of homeowners across the world through their project journeys via this podcast, the website and our online courses and programs, including my flagship online program, Home Method. Consider Undercover Architect your secret ally. Whoever you're working with and whatever your dreams, your location or your budget, it's here to support and guide you on this ambitious journey of yours. Grab access to my free online workshop, Your Project Plan, and learn super helpful information to save time, money and stress in your reno or new build. You can find it at www.undercoverarchitect.com forward slash project plan. That's P-R-O-J-E-C-T-P-L-A-N. Now let's get into the episode. Before I jump into this you risk, I want to just quickly talk about this. Now, what I know in all the experience and exposure that I've had to homeowners and their projects is that your mindset and how you show up for your project, it's a significant factor in how well your project goes. 
It's not something that's necessarily discussed, not explicitly anyway, but time and time again, I see that it's the personal journey of your confidence, your knowledge of yourself and the way you handle being outside of your comfort zone. These things are the things that can impact the success of your project, your relationship with your team and your ability to speak up as the ambassador for your future home. Now, you've probably heard me say this before, but I firmly believe that you unlock what is possible for your future home. It's your decisions, your money, your vision, your goals. These are the things creating and driving this project. And no one, not even the best professionals, will care about your project as much as you do. It's super important to recognise the power of your mindset and the role that you play in bringing your dreams to reality through your project. And it's also super important to support your mindset to help it grow and strengthen as part of your project preparation. I remember when I travelled to Uganda with the Hunger Project on a leadership and immersion program created in partnership with Business Chicks back in 2013. I've spoken about this on the podcast before. I was getting to meet people who were overcoming generations of hunger and poverty and creating new futures for themselves. And when I'd asked them what had helped them do this, they would say, I changed my mindset. It was the first step in the vision commitment action process that the Hunger Project actually took people through and it was explicitly discussed and acted upon. And so this is what people would say to me. I'd say, what have you done? And they'd say, I'd changed my mindset and then. And I know I'd never personally experienced anyone being so upfront about how changing their mindset was the required first step in the change that they'd created in their lives. But it's so true. We talk with our builder members inside my other business, Live Life Build, that they need to own it. They need to take responsibility for where they are. Not from a victim point of view, but from an acknowledgement that you can't control what anyone else is doing, what else is going on around you. The only thing that you can control is the decisions that you make, the actions that you take and the way that you respond. And in order to recognise that, you need to take responsibility for where you are. We outsource our agency in so many parts of our life because it can feel awkward, uncomfortable or challenging. But your mindset plays a huge role in feeling like this. And so doing the work on supporting your mindset is a big help in everything and most definitely in your project. And it's why I include you as one of my five factors that I believe threads through everything and impacts every decision you make and every step you take in your renovation or new build project. Now, the specific area that I want to discuss in this episode relates to a U-risk that I see play out detrimentally in many people's projects. And this U-risk is this, the risk of repeatedly experiencing the inability to make a decision, otherwise what we call analysis paralysis. Now, when you expose yourself to this risk, these are the things that are likely to happen. Your project will be an incredibly stressful experience. You'll most likely experience time delays. You'll experience cost blowouts as well. You'll be forced to make decisions under pressure. Things will need to be decided on so choices can then be made by others or you can only choose from what's available because it's been left so late. You can frustrate your team, your family and yourself as you change your mind or you're unable to make a decision. And your home can end up being a hodgepodge of ideas and input and lack a holistic approach as all the ideas have been crammed in. Your project is a dramatic ride from stress to stress rather than the enjoyable experience that it can be. Okay, look, it is totally understandable when you're making decisions that can have such big impactful consequences that you can feel the weight of that. That is completely understandable. But you definitely want to avoid having a project experience that feels so stressful because you've exposed yourself to this you risk. So we're going to dive more into this, but I wanted to share a story first because I'd love you to have a think about other times in your life when you've tackled something new, but you had a really clear picture 
of where you wanted to go. And because you had such a clear picture in your mind of where you were wanting to get to, those decisions that you were making, they happened far more simply. I remember having this experience when we made our move away from Brisbane in 2014 to where we live now in the Byron Hinterland. So we were looking at houses in this area always. Uh, we did it for years. But once we actually decided to really move in November 2013, we spent the next few months looking a lot more concertedly and we missed out on a couple of homes. So when we actually found the one that we thought was it, we moved quickly to put in an offer. And when the offer was accepted in May of 2014, it naturally started this chain of events very, very quickly. And I'm a bit of a checklist queen. We had dates to work to, we had schools to organise, houses to move, etc, etc. So we just worked through it all. And I remember once we moved in, in July 2014, we shared a message on Facebook when we moved in. I put the photos up and I'd said, we're here. And I got this response of, whoa, how did that happen? The thing was that moving to this area was a dream that we'd held for nine or more years. We'd held it for a really long time. We talked about it. And so when we actually decided to commit to it, things then just needed to be done. And whilst they were big and impactful decisions we were making, where we were wanting to get to, it was so clear to both of us, my husband and I, that the decisions actually felt like foregone conclusions. Now, it didn't mean that it wasn't without its stress and there weren't times where it felt hectic and like things were happening at a full bone place, but the decisions themselves had clarity because our visions and our goal were so clear. And I've seen it happen similarly in renovation and building projects as well. You know, they say to you, don't sweat the small stuff, but a lot of small stuff actually makes up your renovation or new build project. And so having clarity about that overarching vision and goal, it'll help you not sweat the small stuff because the decisions and choices about them will be much simpler for you. Now, let's continue talking about this U-risk of analysis paralysis. The evidence of this risk can be things like this. So things are being left to the last minute in your project. So you're creating a lot of drama and busyness in your project. You're letting things go down to the wire before you'll commit to a choice. You're crowdsourcing opinions from all sorts of sources and you're doing this even when you've made a decision because you're trying to validate your choices. I think of all the Facebook posts in free Facebook groups that say, our plans are finished, but let us know if you see anything wrong with them. It's really asking for trouble. Now, you also will feel like you don't trust yourself to make the right decisions and then your trust in your team isn't fabulous either. You will feel confused and on edge, unsure of yourself throughout your project. You won't have a written brief, so make sure you check out episode 308 for help on that one, just the last episode. Or if you do have a written brief, you're not referring back to it as a guide and a framework to help with your decisions and choices. You're on to design review number 11 and you're still changing your mind about things that you discussed meetings and meetings ago. You're not speaking your mind at meetings. You're waiting to be asked or you're worried that you don't have sufficient information yet to express your concerns or ask for what you want. Your decisions are being driven by a just-in-case or whilst-we're-here attitude where you're trying to hedge your bets and include all the things to help ensure that you've got all your bases covered but as a, res a result you're getting a bigger home than you originally intended or it's meaning that things aren't hanging together holistically. And the biggest evidence is the fact that you're not making decisions. You know, you're actually experiencing that feeling of analysis paralysis. The evidence is in the risk itself and it means that your project planning is slowing or even coming to a full stop. So if any of those things are familiar to you, chances are you're exposing yourself to this U-risk right now. So let's go talk about the three main reasons that I think people expose themselves to this U-risk. So the first reason is this. 
you haven't established your goals and priorities before diving into your renovation or new build. Now, one of the very early steps that I take in Home Method members through is this one. You need to work out what you're seeking to achieve by doing this renovation or new build project. Now, whilst it may feel that renovating or building is the only choice that you have in your future, it's definitely not. And it's also not the only thing that you could be spending the money on that you've allocated to this project. When you establish what you're seeking to achieve by making your future home a reality, then it can provide you with a clear set of goals and priorities that will simplify decision making overall. Now, you might be saying to me right now, Amelia, it's pretty simple. We need more space. The kids are getting bigger or there's an extra family member on the way. So that's why we're renovating or building. Or it could be something like, well, the house is falling down around us, so we need to upgrade it. And whilst we're doing that, we're going to add on some space to provide us with extra room for our life and our family. Now, those are both legitimate reasons for renovating or building, but they're not necessarily what you're seeking to achieve by doing this project. So why do you want extra space? Is it because you want to create a more comfortable lifestyle for you and your family? You want to enable better organisation of your belongings and your spaces so that the home feels less cluttered and you feel more relaxed and at peace? Is it because you want the ability to have friends over, to be able to entertain more readily? Is it because your existing home is considerably frustrating and stressful and this project will enable you to live in your home with more ease and convenience? Is it because you want to improve the value of your existing home to set yourself up for future financial choices? Is it because you want to create more of a haven for yourself and your family that does a better job of being durable and low maintenance? And is this for the next five years, 15 years or 25 years? Is it to make the place that you live every day more reflective of you, of your tastes and your preferences? And to create a place that's more sustainable, more energy efficient and cost less to run on a daily basis? And how do you want your home to feel? And how do you want to feel in your home on a regular basis? Now, I promise you that if you go through these questions and you write this information down somewhere and you think about this at this level, you will start to gain clarity on what is meaningful, impactful and important for you. It'll help you figure out what you're actually seeking to achieve from this project. And that will give you the ability to have something to assess your decisions against as well. I have seen people tie themselves in knots over whether to spend $150,000 on a kitchen or $50,000 on a kitchen, or to buy the $2,000 toilet over the $500 one, whether to invest in double glazing instead of single glazing, or whether to spend money on a particular professional's help. So the thing is, if you've written out what you're seeking to achieve, and then you can ask yourself, you know, will the $150,000 kitchen help us achieve more of what we're seeking to achieve than the $50,000 kitchen will. Is it worth the extra $100,000 to us? Does that represent true value to us? What else would we spend the $100,000 on if it wasn't on this kitchen? And will what we might spend it on otherwise bring us greater fulfillment than spending it on this kitchen? You may very well decide that the $150,000 kitchen is for you and that the $50,000 kitchen won't cut it. Or you may decide that it's somewhere in the middle or you may decide that you want to save $100,000 because it's going to be better spent on your outdoor area or on great joinery elsewhere in the home or upgrading your windows or your windows and your doors to double glazing. So this is the thing, building and renovating your home, it's about making a series of choices where you are constantly assessing your priorities. You're assessing what represents value to you and how that's going to get delivered in these choices and then you're juggling your budget accordingly. There is no perfect solution only the perfect solution for you. And the best way to figure that out is to determine what you're seeking to achieve before you begin. 
Now let's have a look at reason number two, why you expose yourself to this risk of repeatedly experiencing the ability to make a decision, otherwise what we call analysis paralysis. So number two is you haven't built the ability to trust your choices, which makes it also difficult to trust others. Now, it's natural when you're doing something for the first time to be unsure if you're making the right decisions. And it's why it's imperative that you get educated and informed, that you research and prepare for your project really well, and that you surround yourself with experienced expertise so that you can learn what you need to know, you can get feedback that your knowledge is legitimate and useful, and you can build trust in yourself and your abilities to do this project. Because as you get evidence that you're making the right choices early in your project, you will build momentum to trust the decisions that you continue to make. And that will, in turn, help you also trust others better. It's really difficult to trust others when you don't have trust in yourself. You can't underestimate the power of trust in this process of doing your project. And interestingly, so many people say to me when they're getting ready for their project that they just want to find some people that they can trust to work with. But that isn't trust isn't something that just happens. It's not instantaneous. It gets built over time and it gets built through small signals and validations that support your beliefs and your thoughts. And you want to validate legitimate, helpful beliefs and thoughts about your project, which can be informed through you getting educated. There's a great Melbourne-based architect that I interviewed in season 10 of the podcast. His name's Christopher McGowan from McGowan Architectural. He actually, a while ago, he CC'd me in on an email that he'd sent a prospective client and he summed this up really well. He'd worked previously with a member, one of my course members, uh, and he'd seen the difference that her education had made. And so he was recommending to these potential clients that they might want to look into one of my programs as, as their pathway for them. And he said in this email... One of our clients, independent of us, had taken Amelia's course prior to contacting us and she cannot speak highly enough about it. What's more, she, our client, is able to sit at the table with me and the builders and really deeply engage in the process in a way that most first-timers struggle to achieve. Her knowledge also allowed her to build trust in the process, which, when done right, is far more important than it may seem. So her knowledge also allowed her to build trust in the process, which when done right, is far more important than it may seem. If you don't build the ability to trust your decisions, you won't make decisions easily and you will change your mind about the decisions that you make. This isn't just a case of backing yourself or faking it till you make it. Those things will work for a little while, but you really do need to get prepared for your project and then seek evidence that demonstrates the validity of that preparation from the sources that are reliable and experienced and then using those validations to build your trust in an ongoing way. Trusting your ability to make decisions will then help you trust the decisions that you make in things like hiring your team and then that will help you trust the advice that they offer and the guidance that they provide and that will help you not be exposed to this risk of analysis paralysis. Let's have a look at reason three why people expose themselves to this U risk. So number three is you are seeking perfection, the status quo, or a version of you that you feel this home will make a reality. Now, let me say this first in case you're not already aware. I tend not to mince my words. I like to speak frankly. Some of what I say may be harsh to hear as a result. If it is, please know that this comes from a place of being incredibly passionate about the home that you're creating, the money and time that you're spending on it, and wanting to help you get it right. So now that that's said... Let me share with you. I find that many people do seek the perfect home when they build or renovate 
And what this can look like is that they create a home that reflects whatever is being distributed in glossy high definition over social media, print and television. Or they seek to create a home for an imaginary version of themselves they believe that they'll be in the future if they have this particular kind of home. So this can happen, for example, in the kitchen that they create being an entertainer's dream, massive investment. And then they realise that they don't actually enjoy cooking for massive groups of people or they don't actually enjoy having people over in their space very much at all. Or it can play out in the way that they expect their family will suddenly be organised and tidy because they're all in a new home together and that it'll feel day one decluttered all of the time. Or in wanting to include a butler's pantry because everyone has a butler's pantry. Now, I'm not saying that you can't have a big, bold vision for your life in your future home, but it has to be your vision and it, it can't be a vision that's fueled by what status symbols or prestige or some other person's version of success looks like. Because when neither of these, you know, the vision of perfection or the imaginary version of you actually exist, then it can be incredibly difficult to find alignment with them. And then when you create from a place that's out of alignment, you'll find it super difficult to have clarity about the right decisions to make. There's actually no such thing as perfection or the perfect home when it comes to renovating or building. I often get asked, you know, as an architect, if you could design any type of home, materials or styles, etc., what would you choose? And my answer is always the same. I'd want it to be site specific. And that means that the form, the materials, etc., they would all be driven by that site. Even with a bottomless budget, any project will still have its constraints. People often see money as the main limiting factor to achieving their perfect home. And in my experience, that's not the case at all. And guess what? Constraint is actually shown scientifically to produce greater creativity. It's really exciting. So there's no such thing as the perfect home, only the perfect home for you, which includes your site, your budget and your lifestyle. All right, I want to take you through some resources that you can review that I think will be super helpful for you. Now, the first is a podcast episode that I did called How to Communicate with Your Project Team back in episode 194. In it, I teach you the five modes of communication that I was once taught by a management consultant to create better communication in the teams that I was in with those that I managed. And it helps you basically get up to that helicopter view to figure out what you're seeking to achieve and to communicate effectively in that way. I've got so many messages about that podcast from listeners saying how much they loved it and that they were going to use those communications not only with their, <laughs> with their projects but also with their family, with their teams, uh, with their work teams and their, their colleagues in their own professions as you know, and of course then with their project team. So it's a really fantastic framework. So check that out because it'll help you get back up to helicopter view quickly and really stay in alignment with what you're seeking to achieve overall. Now, I've also got a blog post about how to make the right decisions that will be worth reading for you. It includes three tips to help you. So, and in it, I actually talk about decision fatigue, which is very real in many's project experience. So make sure you check that out. One of the first blog posts that I wrote for Undercover Architect way back in September 2014, uh, which is when I sent out my very first UA News, it was called The Decisions That Matter When You Design a Home. And that blog post, it still stands today. It still, it still contains things that I believe. So have a read of that. Um, if you'd like to know some key ways to support your project choices, I've got a great resource called Nine Things to Know that you can read. So I'll pop that in the resources too. 
Now, the whole season on the podcast, season nine, called Keeping It Real, it is really great for uncovering some unexpected mindset challenges that I find can blindside people when they're renovating or building and make their decision making tricky. So check out the season index in the resources as well for that. That will be super helpful for you. Uh, and then episode 195, it is a great conversation with Lisa Cordoff, um, who you may or may not be familiar with. And uh, it's about the stories that we tell ourselves that can sabotage our project. I really loved this conversation with Lisa. We compared notes about the different stories that we created for ourselves about how our families had renovated their homes and how that was then playing out in our willingness to renovate our own homes. And so it was really great to kind of uh, think about how much those stories can impact your choices and your decisions. And of course, there's also the free home design e-guide that I offer on Undercover Architects website. It'll help you learn more about how to design a home in five steps. That e-guide has been downloaded by over 79,000 people. All right. So if you haven't grabbed your copy, you can just head to um, the website or you can head to undercoverarchitect.com forward slash home design or one word. I'll pop that link in the resource for you as well. Now, of course, there is loads on the website and the podcast to educate and inform you and that will ultimately support your ability to make decisions. And of course, Home Method lays out everything you need to know in a step-by-step -step format, expediting your learning, helping you be super efficient in gaining the knowledge that you need and really simplifying those decisions so you can feel much more confident and in control during your project. So I'll pop all of those links for all of those resources uh, on undercoverarchitect.com forward slash 309 so you can check those out. Okay, so let's wrap up. To avoid the you risk of repeatedly experiencing the inability to make a decision, otherwise what we call analysis paralysis, here are some final tips. So number one, Work on your goals and priorities for your project so that you can create the framework that you need to come back to and assess your decisions against. It will provide you with much needed clarity throughout your project. Number two is understand that you will have to make a lot of decisions for your project and many will feel big and impactful. So set yourself up for success by getting educated and informed about your project before and during its progress. Number three is look for ways to build evidence early that validate that you're making educated decisions so that you can build that trust in yourself, which is going to help you build trust in the people that you hire because you're going to trust that you made the right choice when you hired them. Number four is don't plan your home for a version of yourself that you believe you'll magically become when it's finished or expect that you're chasing the perfect home. My experience is that when you create the perfect home for you, things don't feel like a sacrifice or a compromise. They actually end up being decisions that feed into a fantastic outcome that uniquely suits you. And number five is bring forward your decision making as much as you possibly can. I love teaching homeowners about all the things they need to know so they're not waiting to be told about the things that they'll need to think about and decide upon. So when you bring your decision making forward, you are less likely to be making decisions under pressure and duress and you're going to have the opportunity to research your choices and ensure that they're in alignment with your goals and your vision for your project. Now lastly, there's a few things that I want to finish on as observations of working with homeowners for a long time and also things that I've observed in myself and knowing myself. So firstly, we can be hugely addicted to drama. We can look for it, we can feed off it and when it doesn't exist, we can create it. Leaving things to the last minute is a form of drama. Jumping from decision to decision can create drama. If you're complaining or bemoaning a situation that you're in, 
chances are there may be some drama that you're feeding off and you're putting yourself in the drama triangle. So you may or may not be familiar with the drama triangle. It's villain, hero, victim. And you, uh, if you're playing the victim and you're looking for somebody to be the villain and somebody else to be the hero and save you, you are firmly implanted in the drama triangle and you need to get yourself out of there. Take responsibility, take action. Now, you know, this addiction to drama, it's why the block... <laughs> and any kind of reality TV that we watch about projects. It's less about the actual process of renovating or building and more about the shenanigans, the conversations and interpersonal relationships that go on because we can be addicted to the drama. The thing is you, you don't need drama when you're spending six figures or more and making decisions about things that are going to impact your lifestyle and your livelihood. So just be aware and don't create it unnecessarily because it will exhaust you. Secondly, some tell me that they don't like the idea of making decisions early because they're worried that something better might come along or that they'll change their mind later about what they like and they don't like. So just know that in any project, with any decision, you can always change your mind. You just need to know that changing your mind will come with consequences and it's up to you to weigh up whether or not you want to bear the impact of those consequences. Sometimes the consequences will be insignificant but once you're on site and under construction, the consequences of changing your mind, they normally have time and money associated with them and it'll be a case of just how much time and money. The third thing that I, and the last thing I want to mention is something that I heard rec quite recently actually. It was a quote from Tim Ferriss and it blew my mind and I thought I would share it here. So the quote was, humans prefer unhappiness to uncertainty. Humans prefer unhappiness uncertainty. And when I thought about this in relation to renovation, renovating or building, I found that people can go to the other end of the, the spectrum on this. So in an effort to avoid analysis paralysis, in an effort to be in, in any kind of state of uncertainty, they will race to make a decision. They say it's in the spirit of being decisive, but in actual fact, they're just avoiding having to sit with any uncertainty for a bit whilst they process things fully and test that they're actually making the right choice. Now, being decisive, it can still happen when you take the time and, and you ensure that you're making a well-informed, well-educated and well-researched decision. You don't have to be fast in order to be decisive. I want you to remember as well that no decision is still a decision, okay? When you're choosing to not make a decision and you're stuck in analysis paralysis, that is still a decision. So, if you have a story going on for yourself that you're not great at making decisions, especially life-changing ones like the ones you'll make in renovating or building, start telling yourself a different story, okay? You really want to avoid the risk of analysis paralysis or this risk of repeatedly experiencing the inability to make a decision in your project. Set yourself up for success, build trust in your decisions and keep getting educated and informed for a great project experience and fantastic, functional, feel-good home. Now, this is the last for now in my series on my five factors and their big project risks. And we're also going to be taking a break on the podcast uh, just for a few weeks. So make sure you're following along on Undercover Architects other platforms because I'll share more about project risks. I've got a whole raft of them, over a hundred of them. So I want to help you avoid costly mistakes, stress and drama in your project. If you're listening to this podcast at 
uh, at its time of release or near to it, um, make sure that you check out the website as well. I've got a free webinar coming up so you can join us on that. And there's a few reminders for you before I finish up. So I've been talking about these five factors of cost, time, team, design and you. And these five factors actually form the framework of my DIY online course, Project 101. Now, I created Project 101 in uh, early 2023, mid 2023 actually it was. I went to the States on a trip uh, for work, a conference, and I came back and I thought, I need, I need a, a, a digestible online course for people who are saying to me, I want to join Home Method when I'm more serious about my project, but right now I'm just not sure how to proceed, but I still want to make sure that I'm doing the right kind of research. Um, or, you know, they were saying to me they wanted to do something they could get done in a weekend. It was going to give them a jump start and, you know, enable them to feel more ready to renovate or build. They knew they needed to feel more prepared. They weren't sure if they could commit to a program like Home Method, um, but they wanted to get their head in the game and they needed something that was going to be streamlined. And so I created Project 101 and it, it really summarises and streamlines the vital information to make your project a success. It's delivered DIY, it's efficient, it's online, it's self-paced, self-study and you literally can watch it in a matter of hours. So you can make big process in your project preparation, learning and research. And as a podcast listener, I've got a special offer that you can save $450 when you join Project 101. So if you head to undercoverarchitect.com forward slash project, you'll be able to find that saving there. Now, remember, if you want a transcript of this episode, plus the resources that I've shared, I've obviously talked you through a fair few of them that you can go and check out. You can find that at www.undercoverarchitect.com forward slash 309. That's the numbers 309. And I'm also going to give a shout out for the UA Army. We, it's taking us a while, but we are building that inside Home Method. I'm really excited about what it's going to offer um, Undercover Architect community members as a means and an ability to connect with like-minded professionals in the industry. So if you are anybody who helps homeowners when they build or renovate, you could be a service consultant, you could be a designer, you could be a supplier, you could be somebody who um, uh, is an energy efficiency assessor, you could be a builder, um, anybody, anywhere globally, please check out undercoverarchitect.com forward slash army and pop in your details there and, um, and we're getting it all sorted. And of course... I am waiting for you. If you're planning your renovation or new build project, perhaps you've just got started and you want to jump in and join an incredible community of like-minded, savvy and supportive homeowners and you also want access to me and my support and guidance and a step-by-step -step program that will take you through and explain all of the nuts and bolts, the decisions that you need to make and simplify all of them for you with cheat sheets, checklists, guides, all those kinds of things. That is all waiting for you inside Home Method. And of course, we have our regular Q&A sessions so you can always check in and make sure that you're heading in the right direction and get the help and the support that you need. So you can find out more about Home Method at uh, Undercover Architects website or homemethod.com.au. As always, thank you for tuning in and for letting me be your secret ally. Until next time, bye. Just a reminder, all content on this podcast is provided by Undercover Architect for reference purposes and as general guidance. It does not take into account specific circumstances and should not be relied on in that way. You should seek independent verification or advice before relying on this content in any circumstances, including but not limited to circumstances where loss and damage may result. The views and opinions of any guests on the podcast are solely their own and may not reflect the views of Undercover Architect. 
Undercover Architect endeavours to publish content that is accurate at the time it is published, but does not accept responsibility for content that may or has become inaccurate over time.